Welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sangu and today I'm bringing you another session from the Digiday Video Marketing Summit that we held in Nashville, Tennessee from November 28th to November 30th. In this session, executives from Modi Media talk about improving TV advertising. It needs to pick up the advanced targeting capabilities available to marketers on digital platforms. But where does the addressable TV market sit right now? Who are the biggest players? Will there ever be a huge opportunity for advertisers, especially when some still view TV as a broadcast and branding medium? Listen in. Well, we have a big topic to talk about, making TV addressable. Uh, so as you guys all know, you work in this business, and we listen to a lot of talks just talking about OTT. I think the, the Slido question we had earlier the obvious answer of what's the hardest thing to do is measurement. I think you guys saw. You know, it was kind of even on the other problems too. But you know, that's stuff we're going to talk about. But I'd love if you could, guys could really set the stage on where we are in this world. Um, you know, you, I'm sure you can throw out a bunch of stats that show how really the scale of, of TV and OTT has risen so much. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we all kind of know the scale is growing, right? This is no longer a test space. This is a real thing. Clients are always on. Um, there are still clients testing, but I think everybody here is kind of aware that we're moving beyond that, and there's, there's multiple learnings that we'll kind of get into later. From an addressable and connected standpoint, each of those, those uh, mediums have over 70 million homes, so there's definitely a lot of scale there, a lot of fragmentation. We joked earlier that if we just, uh, I think everybody kind of hit on fragmentation, Tiffany, Dan, Joanna, um, help me out here. <laughs> the others, Charlie, um, and so on and so forth. And we said if we just stood up here and listed all the apps, we could, we could kill our 20 minutes easily <laughs> and then talk about it at the bar later. So fragmentation is, is a real thing, and, but, but there is scale and it is continuously developing. Yeah, I, th I think it's no secret that linear television is declining, but we do know that like, just video usage is still at least flat or probably growing up or going up across some demos. Um, it's just how, how we're navigating that, probably both as consumers and advertisers, is, is changing. Awesome. Well, let's transition into talking about the wonderful world of data. So cool, people are watching it, awesome. But where are we at with actually understanding who those people are that are watching these days? You said 70 million households, so we know like every one of those households? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, De-identified, of course, privacy compliant. But yeah, I think there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of data going around. Um, there's, as somebody mentioned earlier, there's almost too much that we, that, that it was Charlie again, just a lot of plugs here for Group M. Um, <laughs> there's so much that we don't even know what to do with it. Um, but, but that's a great problem to have, right? We're, we're heading in the right direction. I think there's a point of, of data where there's so many sources and people are so focused on, on certain aspects. And I think that's the part that you kind of want to hit on yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I think what we really want to try to accomplish is using a, using a consistent data source and using consistent targets and measuring those same you know, targets and, and actions at the back end when we're measuring so we can compare different partners, maybe even different media channels, like Mark primarily deals in the linear world and I'm primarily in the streaming world, even potentially try and compare those tactics to really understand results in a apples to apples, it's cliche, but in another, <laughs> another fashion. Well, you say apples to apples, so okay, like what are, where are we at with you know, your two worlds merging? Like what parts of the data actually you can compare and what is still in that apples to oranges category? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, consolidation going on just, just from all different parts. I think Xander was up here before, another plug. 
I should get uh, you know some kickbacks from this. Um, <laughs> but but there's a lot of a lot of consolidation going outside um, and internally, right, at the, at the provider side um, within the two verticals of mm -hmm. connected and addressable. And I think we'll see that kind of continuing to shift and, and merge even more data sources as well. They're kind of agnostic. They're sitting on top, going across multiple verticals. So I think we're heading in the right direction. There's still uh, fragmentation. Is still um, this notion of what do we do with all this? But I think there is kind of that, that next step that's been taken over the past probably 18 months or so. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Xander guys said it pretty well. I mean, I think, you know, they, they represent both inventory and OTT and digital and then on, on linear and addressable too. And uh, you obviously want to use those same targets and measure in the same fashion. Uh, and, and that's how you really kind of learn um, and make optimizations between channels. Awesome. Well, let's talk about some like examples, I guess you can say. Um, you were chatting earlier about like, you know, actual like use cases of like different segments that you guys do day to day. I guess walk me through like what your job actually is. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think there's a big piece of, of there's two things, right? So uh, a pet peeve of mine sort of is, is addressable and when it's being used right now. And, and I think it's being used for niche targeting. Everybody's like, I have, this, I have this really hard target. How do I reach it? And is addressable a good fit for that? Absolutely. But there's other use cases that we're not really quite tapping into. I think, you know, CPG has always talked about how, how is that kind of expanding. And you could take tissues, for example, right? Everybody needs a tissue. Why are we advertising? Why are we sending a targeting message to a tissue uh, for someone that needs a tissue? But maybe the goal isn't to have somebody buy the tissues. Maybe there's a competitive shift, and that brand is losing share to a competitor. And we don't care about everyone that wants a tissue. We only care about an aloe vera kind of line of tissues. So there's, there's goals within the goals. It can't be always so targeted. That's, that's super targeted, but it's a broader product, right? So there's stealing share within the category. Um, and then we kind of talked about earlier of how do we tie this all back? Can we learn from, from just a, a test or whatever it is? And, and if a campaign did well or not, every campaign that we do, we're looking at impressions, right? We're tying those impressions back to conversion. So when we say conversion, we're talking web traffic. We could pixel a site. We're talking sales. Are we driving incremental lift? Are we driving uh, new purchasers? Are we, are we getting lapsed purchasers? Are our current purchasers spending more? Um, and, and we can look at uh, you know, foot traffic. Are they physically stepping foot in location? And we're tying all this back. We're, we're adding accountability by using test-first control. So if there's a million of us, 900,000 of us, 900, of us are exposed, um, and we're following their behaviors, their buy rates, their conversion rates, their traffic. And then the other 10%, we're following them. And that 10% uh, to hit on, I think, Tiffany's point earlier, is how do we know what's doing what? And, and in our world, we're able to say that that 10% and that 90%, so all of them are exposed to every other medium, but we're just isolating you know, advanced TV in this case and how are they performing. Um, and we're able to kind of draw conclusions from that. Then we could tie that back to networks, right? What networks are driving this highest conversion? What day parts? And whether it's successful or not, we can use that to optimize national TV or, or CTV or whatever it might be. So there's learnings within learnings. It's all that data on data on data. But there's other ways to apply that than other than just the big hit metrics of I drove web traffic or I drove more awareness. We have to, we have to apply that to more, more avenues. Yeah. That was good. Um, <laughs> Well, to your point, you, you mentioned Tiffany, and, and uh, you know my takeaway from uh, Tiffany's presentation was that she's sure she's getting a lot of engagement, like shares on videos she mentioned on Facebook. But you know, seeing like a wow reaction, she's like, okay, cool, but like, what does that actually mean? So yeah, and we can we could tie that back to dollars, right? So mm -hmm. you spent X amount and you delivered another amount, and you know that's not always the best way to optimize this because if we're talking about candy bars versus high-priced vehicles, you sell two vehicles, you might get your money back. You sell two candy bars, you have two dollars. So <laughs> 
there's, there's a balance between the two, but we can use that to find and apply elsewhere. Are, are we using the right networks? Is our target working? We can have four targets within one, so maybe we're testing out you know, individual segments. It's, it's a learning opportunity that needs to be expanded, not just to, the, the, to these niche targets. It's, it's everything. So there's, there's, I keep saying, I'm like a broken record, there's learnings within the learnings that we're not really utilizing yet, and that's kind of like a big... Um, missed opportunity in this world. We're, we're talking about fragmentation. There's a ton of challenges, but there's also a lot of opportunity that, that we're not really tapping into. Yeah. Um, I think it was, it was an interesting question on the last session with Nick, if OTT uh, is its own line item on plant. Mm -hmm. um, and I think eventually it, it won't be. I think it'll, it'll just be video. Um, and there it kind of begs the question, like, are all impressions equal? Whatever, we can, we can have that later. But I do think it will be just video. But I think now it, it can be because brands can use or do use uh, OTT or addressable for different things, whether it's drive incremental reach against the demo or whether it's deliver, um, try to deliver incremental website visits or incremental sales. Uh, and that's all, that's all possible here, um, both yeah. between linear addressable and an OTT. I think, you know, specifically speaking to my channel, I think one thing that's interesting that we've been doing um, is working with some of the smart TV manufacturers. Um, there's a couple that are here today. Um, to Plug. kind of leverage their, uh, <laughs> leverage ACR data to truly inform um, what targets within their footprint. So segmenting out a specific target and taking a look at who's unexposed or who's underexposed within their target because the ACR data can truly understand that. And we can deliver and use that as a targeting method, uh, whether it's incremental reach or incremental frequency against certain audiences to bring them up to frequencies that we think are going to be more likely to convert. Yeah. Um, and that's really, that's truly exciting. We've been doing that um, more and more. That's what's also, I know one in that Slido question we had, one of the difficulties was what you were just talking about, ad frequency. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'll just say anecdotally, as an active like person who has Hulu and doesn't pay for no ads, so I see the ads because it's my job. But, uh, you know, I think Hulu's always kind of had that, that issue of like a lot of frequency in ads, but, you know, we, we don't need to talk bad about them. I'm just saying, like, so we're, we're seeing improvement in, in that area and, and how? Um, I think we are. I, I think it's, it's not maybe one solution. It's, it's a couple. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do think kind of ACR is a solution for that. And it's not just within Hulu itself. It's also accounting for, you know, people who might be flipping back between linear TV yeah. and, and OTT. And I yeah. think that's important because someone might be, you know, flipping back between a game or sort of show and then flipping back to Hulu. Yeah. Like Hulu offer, offers both now. Like they have live service and that. So I think that's important. Um, you know, I think Char Charlie mentioned, you know, using one partner so you can truly get an understanding of frequency within your own universe of IDs. Yeah. Um, and you can use that to frequency cap. Um, and when you're not, you can, you know, when you're working with maybe multiple partners, you can do that at the ad server level. Yeah. Um, and it may not be activating at a certain frequency cap within a set environment, but between potentially a few different environments, you can get an understanding of who's actually adhering to frequency caps. And even if people do jump from environment to environment, um, you're hoping that you're not inundating them with ads. Yeah. Well, we heard about that world too, and, and like you mentioned with Xander, like what's interesting about AT&T is they have access to the, the phone I'm holding right now, and if I, if I was using the TV, so there, there's that point of like, if I'm a consumer and I'm a part of that, I use AT&T for everything, sure they have access to that data, but what are you seeing too about the, the partnerships where like, okay, but not every, you know, like I said, I have Hulu, but I have an AT&T plan, so what are we seeing like with companies being able to actually integrate that data and track the return? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's part of that's happening now, part of that's kind of futuristic. Um, you know, 
can it be done? Absolutely. Uh, there's, I'm sure it's a little easier than just absolutely. You know, there's <laughs> kind of some, some legal stuff to, to sort through there. Um, but I, I think we'll see that it head that way uh, in the near future. I think, you know, the whole creation of Xander's kind of bridge those gaps. Um, in theory, it's done now. It's just kind of um, piecing that together and making it kind of wholesome and, and, and clean and, and you know, uniform, but we'll still always have this fragmentation because outside of Xander, there's Verizon, and and I think we have to just make sure we're not afraid of, of fragmentation. We still have to go after it. There's, it's never going to be, um, you know, everyone in one, or hopefully it is one day. But but I think if we sit around and wait for it, we're just going to continue to miss yeah. uh, the boat. Yeah, I yeah. think that's why we're we're still here, and like there's no <laughs> one true solution for everything in in the video and advanced TV world. Uh, so that's why we're here, and because you you really don't want to miss out on some of your target because they may have or they may subscribe to you mentioned Verizon and they may not yeah. have one of the providers that's yeah. so that's that's kind of like yeah. our our world is, yeah. is I'm sure we're all kind of living in the same thing is piecing those fragmented those segments those those the providers those data sources piecing them together and kind of creating a, one whole story um, and and you know. Through the years, from when we kind of started this in 2014 till, till now, it, it's getting better, and there's definitely progress. And every month, you kind of look back and you're like, "Wow, that was that was only a month ago that we were doing that," but we're still we still have so much room to go. So I think we're seeing some progress, and we will continue. And I think these mergers, the the Xander, the NCC, um, and so on and so forth, will help expedite it. But we also have we also run the risk of Walt Gardens coming back up. So yeah, exactly. I, was, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I started at Modi a couple of years ago, and at that point, you couldn't even target on ODT. It was all kind of contextual based, and you were using like, you know, linear or desktop and mobile proxies to plan for what shows you're buying, and that was only yeah. like two years ago. So we've kind of come a long way. But you know, to that point, I think you know, going back to using the same target and having a clear kind of KPI and how you want to measure, I think that that is really, you know, kind of the most flagship or biggest point. So things are changing, moving fast for the better, hopefully. Well, so what are your predictions for 2019? If you were to give this talk, like, you know, a year from what, now, what, what would you say has, has is, happened? Everybody's working together and all's going well. Um, no, I think, I think we'll see more of the same. I think there's growth uh, in this space, which is great. There's gonna be more aggregation, which is also great. Um, I hope that there's, there's more use cases. I think going back to kind of the, the tissues before and, and, and not being afraid of fragmentation and kind of taking this and spearheading it. We talked about test versus control. There's another metric that we look at, test versus control, then tests or, you know, tests and expose are interchangeable. So test is exposed, control is non-exposed. Then there's a third group, which is your buying demo. So maybe it's adults 25 to 54. So now we're looking at people that are heavy purchasers of certain brands of food versus adults 25 to 54, and we're able to kind of pinpoint how we're performing against all these and, and taking networks and using against demos for connected, and I think we'll just get smarter. Um, and I hope that as we move forward and there's kind of more learnings, then we're able to kind of push these walled gardens into a more uniform measurement because we have more experience of what to expect. And I think without, it's kind of cat and mouse right now because yeah. they tell us one thing, we have to listen because we're not, we're not kind of all utilizing everything. Yeah. yeah, I think the trends in video are going to continue. I think linear is still going to go down. I think other forms of viewership are going to, are going to keep going up. Um, more tactically, just, just in my world, what, what would help me, um, and I think other kind of you know, planning teams or holding companies, is that um, you know, I'm just an investment person. So when someone gives me you know, an OTT budget or a video budget, we do a really good job of allocating that out between partners, um, you know, Xander, um, others, you know, that, that we do a good job of that. But, you know, if there was a more kind of above or up, 
upper funnel planning tool that, you know, when you go from like a total budget, you know, what should specifically be allocated to advanced TV or connected TV or just video. I think yeah. that would be that would be really helpful for, for everyone here. Yeah, what you were saying earlier of like video being an all-encompassing word yeah. now because it's mm -hmm. gotten kind of very complicated. So we're on the stage together. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. Awesome. Well, I wanted to open it up to audience Q&A. As you probably heard, these guys are very smart and can answer all your questions and solve all your challenges on the board. Uh, so, any, any questions before we break? Thank you. Um, one of the slides in Dan's presentation kind of showed like an actual wall, right, between digital and linear. And you guys kind of reflect that a little bit, right, in terms of one being on one side and the other. Mm -hmm. How day to day are you guys, your teams, your divisions starting to collaborate more? What are some of the changes you've seen in the past six to 12 months in how you interact day to day? Um, and what do you see going forward in that, that partnership? Good question. Yeah. Two years ago, it was like nothing. So <laughs> like we would have to give two separate presentations. Um, yeah, I think that's a great question. I think uh, we sit closer to each other now, so <laughs> that counts for something. Um, we're, we are seeing uh, emerge. I think there's, there's inherently differences, um, but, but the overarching piece of, of targeting and how we're measuring it is actually coming together quicker than, than the simple things, kind of like even like billing is separate at this point. Um, but we are, we are getting there, and I think it will come quicker and quicker, and, and I think all of the worlds within media are starting to kind of merge in that sense. Um, I think there's been a huge change, at least in our, in our world, in, in, within Modi for sure, and within Group M, probably in the last six months, and I think we'll continue to kind of see a shift. Um, but I can't say that, you know, this time next year it'll be here or there, but, but I think everybody's kind of expecting it to continue to merge as, as things advance. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think my example, using ACR to reach underexposed and unexposed viewers is, is probably a good one. It's the one we've been doing the most of where we can you know, plan you know, linear addressable and we have probably a pretty good understanding of how many people we're gonna reach per week or per month or during a flight. But to that point where linear TV is declining, we're not gonna get everybody. Um, and just people are watching less TV, but people might also be on vacation for that week or two. So you might have to you know, bring those people up to a certain frequency by reaching them on other devices. Um, and that's something that we're working pretty closely together on that some of our partners are helping us to do that. Glad to hear you guys are getting along just fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any other questions? You mentioned that you're doing a good job internally of allocating the marketing dollars across connected TV vendors. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if there are any techniques or tools even that you're using to help that processor judge the good job you're doing. Um, good question. Um, he said he was doing without a good job, giving so he gets away. The answer. I'll separate <laughs> myself this time. Well, I believe so. Um, <laughs> it's. Um, I think kind of summarizing a little bit. Um, really understand like what the size of your target is, and have a, also a good understanding of to what frequency you need your target or your consumers to convert. Um, and I think when you put those together, you can back into impressions, and then you get an understanding of how much you want to spend. So no name dropping of tools or partners? No. Okay. no. okay. You can ask him later, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
Thank you all for listening. I'm Aditi Sangu. Did you like the show? Then rate us and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or again, wherever you're getting this podcast. And you can also write to me or tweet at me. My Twitter is at Aditi Sangu, A-D-I-T-I-S-A-N-G-A-L. Or email me. My email is aditi at digiday.com. I'll be back soon with another episode. Till then, stay tuned.